You're listening to a download from the outdoorstation.co.uk. Number four, two, nine. Hello and welcome back to another podcast on The Outdoor Station with me, your host, Bob Cartwright. The interview you are about to hear was the result of demand uh, on our newsletter sign-up page, where you're able to suggest interesting people or UK cottage manufacturers you would like to hear more about or give some support and promotion to. Rich Jones and Roman Ackle were very specific in their comments to do with this interview. And in fact, Roman was so excited when I announced that I was going to be doing it on Facebook that he made a special donation on our executive production page, which means that Roman is our executive producer for this show. Those of you who commented on Facebook also get a mention during the proceedings too. And I would also like to send out a further thank you to our favourite postman in Ohio. Bill Goodrich has been an enthusiastic listener and a long-time enthusiastic supporter. So I hope you enjoy this show too, Bill. So who am I chatting to? I'm chatting with Stormin Norman of storminstovesystems.co.uk. Now, there are numerous photos over on the Outdoor Station website and, of course, all the links to his eBay shop and to his website as well. So if you didn't quite catch the name, just go there. So who should be listening to this? Well, if you're interested in lightweight, compact stove systems for backpacking, cycle touring or bushcraft or anything else for that matter, then sit back and enjoy. Um, it was a, a progress of... Um um, my use of uh, alcohol over the years while I've been camping, uh, and um, use of it, not I, con- not consumption. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> no, it was it, it was pro it was um, a, a weight issue. Gas canisters and stoves, and all they're always prone to the, the weight, and also always prone to break down. I've had one or two mishaps with gas stoves. And that's why I swapped to alcohol quite a few years ago. And I, I, I was making my own windshields anyway, and stoves. And um, the conclusion is, is, is now what you see before you. Well, they're, they're lovely cones and, and stoves and windshields. So let's just talk a bit about the actual products themselves, perhaps, and, and some of the work that goes into them. And yeah. uh, and and we'll see see where we go from there. So for the uninitiated, obviously this is a a two part. I've got one in my hands at the moment. A, a two part sort of cone uh, shield item, rather. So how thick is the material? Because it's not very thick, is it? Uh, that that material is about. Let me think. That material is about one point one three millimeters, or in feet and inches, it's about um, point. Eight six of an inch. Point point. Which, which is, yeah, point eight six of an inch. Wow, and is is that a UK material? Because you know, no, you, no, I I I, uh, I source it from outside the UK. I was going to say because we've had a discussion in, uh, ourselves about the uh, manufacturing side, and and you know, we obviously we make a, a different sort of stove completely. But struggling to get thin material in the UK is is an absolute nightmare. Yes, it is. I, I agree with you. I, I've tried myself, 
but uh, and the cost is astronomical for for what it what it is. Um, yeah, the, the raw material. But if you source it from uh, outside the EU, obviously it's cheaper. Well, yes, yeah. Hopefully, for the time being, anyway. It's uh, yeah. yeah things, things change. So, what 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 brought you to having it as a two two um, tier design? It, well, I've seen I've, I've seen two tier designs on trail designs, and obviously Captain Paranoia's uh, script was a two part cone, which was um, it fitted nicely. I mean, everything breaks down, fits inside your pot. Uh, whereas a, a single one-piece cone is very, well, it's not very packable. It's, it, you, you know, you need a long tube to pack it into. And so a two-part cone is, is obviously uh, a progress of that that um, shortening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you sent you sent me two. You sent me one that fits the um, Titan MS kettle, and you sent me yes. the, the other one which does the uh, titanium yeah. Tibetan 1100. Yes. And uh, I've... that one that that one is a pot hugger, and that one is um, a cylindrical two part. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but they do exactly what you say, and in the sense they come apart, they fold down, and they go inside the pot, and there's still space for for other stuff as well. Yes, there is. Yeah, whatever you actually want to put in, you know, like a um, uh, scrub pad or whatever, a, a cloth, J cloth or whatever, plus um, whatever else you can get in there. Yeah, yeah. Like tea bags or whatever, and you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the actual material itself, you say obviously it's very thin. Now I know from experience when you're actually working with thin material, cutting yes. it or pressing it or whatever is yes. a is a yes. very, very fine art because you can end up with some very sharp edges or yes, the can. the other side of it you end up with a very um uh, rough edge which can be equally dangerous. So so what's yes. what's your manufacturing process? Have you have you got some sort of tooling there that does this? No, no my own, my, the, the actual, well, the majority of the tooling is um, um, per, uh, bought, you know, and uh, it's, it's um, punches and stuff which are um, automatic. Um, but the actual finish is all hand, hand sanded. Really? Yes. So, so how long? Just if you took one item, then how long does it take you to make one particular to make one, cone? To, what a, a cone or, or or the other? Well, either a really. Cone, I mean, yeah, either. It would take me about two hours. Gosh. Well, it's, you've done a cracking job, mate. I mean, I, there there are a lot of people that have contacted me that. Um, I'm going to read a list of names out now. These are the people that use your products and have rave about them. Mike Gillespie, Dave Hale, Daniel Clout, Graham Pearson, Daniel Hensby, Jamie Wiggum, Paul Bradbury, Phil Jackson, Craig Twiner, uh, David McKenzie, to name but a few. But they've all been ticking the boxes and going, love the stuff, love the, love the product. So you're obviously, yeah, yeah. You, you've hit a real core market there. Uh, I think that yeah, the... I have I've hit a market, but I think that the actual finish itself, the product itself, is not. It, it's quite aesthetic. It's nice to look at. 
for for one thing, if it had rough edges and everything, you'd, you'd sort of discard it because you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to use it because of fear of ripping or cutting your fingers or whatever. But when you handle it, you can't feel a sharp edge anywhere. No, I can test a, a testament to that because I'm, I'm holding it in my hand and I'm going around all the edges as as you talk. So you're absolutely right there. I mean, it fulfills all sorts of needs, function and form, as you as you rightly say. But the bottom line mm-hmm. is, I think, it, would I be right in thinking your average price is about the eighteen pounds mark, twenty pound mark, something like that? That's that's with postage. That's, yes. I mean, that's phenomenal value for money, really, for people who who want to save weight and and obviously get maximum heat out of their stoves. Yes, I, yeah, I can, uh, I can, and that's why I developed it, Bob, because um, the only other place you can get on a commercial basis is a, is a US. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I met you on the on the TGO Challenge well last year, but I sort of passed, we passed by a few times, but never really had a conversation. So uh, yeah. have you have you been doing backpacking and the TGO Challenge for for a long time? Well, I've been doing the challenge since nineteen eighty five. Previous to that, I was backpacking as well with Backpackers Club, which I'm no longer a member, but that's where um, I started, uh, backpacking in the Backpackers Club. But uh, previous to that, I uh, had children, wife and children, and growing up, <laughs> that, that sort of aspect, you know. But, uh, well, I grew up in in the Lake District, so I, uh, I knew I used to work on the... Uh, on my mate's farm and that, and work on the hills around Wasdale and stuff like that. So I knew the area anyway. And how do you think, you know, cooking systems have changed over the years? Basically, that I don't think uh, they've changed that much, except the jet boil uh, uh, idea, all in one. The heat exchanges? Uh, the, yeah. And the, the, well, heat exchanges, and, and the, which was the offshoot from the jet boil and stuff like that. Um... But I don't think they're stable enough. They, they sit up in the air about a foot, and uh, you've got to have them perfectly level, or if you, you just nudge, it, nudge them a little bit, everything's gone over. Mm. Not very stable at all. I mean, they're very good for bringing things to the boil, but it's not really good for simmering or cooking, I suppose. That's that's why the pot cosy's been such a good invention, really. It, it, that's, another, that's another thing. That's a, I mean... Pot cozy is so simple, but who, who thought of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, now there's bespoke um, pot cozies, make them out of um, all sorts of stuff now, whereas you used to just use your woolly hat, didn't you? Yeah, that's woolly hat and a sleeping bag. That's it, yeah. I've had a question from Martin London, or Martin in London, I'm not too sure, but he said something about um, packability, um, referring to the dismantling, and hangability. I think you must mention that somewhere in your in your um, spiel with the, with the products. Do you have a sort of a, an explanation of, of what you were meaning by that? Uh, no, I, I, I haven't said put hangability. Hangability doesn't come up anywhere, Bob. Um, right, in that I've case, then he must be... He's, I'm just reading the rest of his message, and he's saying, uh, how about using it with a gas canister stove, so presumably hanging it either from the pot or above oh, the, yeah, above the yeah. stove. It, does, it doesn't um, really I, suit that, does it? No, because um, I think gas throws out too much heat. You can turn, you can crank those right up, gas stove, you probably melt the aluminium. Mm. If it was a different material, well, yes. You could use a remote stove with a with a, a cone. I can't see no problem there because um, 
as long as the the handle and the on-off valve is accessible, you've got nothing else to... Uh, it won't harm anything on the stove at all in a cone, as long as there's no plastic parts on it, which there isn't, not on a remote stove. You've got the you've got the valve and everything on top of your cartridge, and the the, the stove itself goes separate. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, yeah. The, um, but you're the right. Stand, the stand and the burner, there's, there's nothing to harm there. It won't overheat. Yeah, well, you were right about one thing. In the the thing about the gas stoves, you'd have to be careful. You didn't really wind it up. You've just got to keep it on a steady heat because the heat that's contained within the cone will do all the work for you. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, that's why um, you don't. The new gas mixtures now, you don't have to turn the gas up that far to get to get the heat you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, propane, butane mix, and stuff like that. And um, uh, the, in fact, they developed the new gas uh, mixture now, which is sort of seventy um, percent propane and only thirty percent butane for for winter camping. So that's a. Uh, more American based than the UK, but it copes with the cold better. Mm. Mm. When you sign up for the Outdoor Station newsletter, you have the option to give us feedback on our shows. You also have the opportunity to suggest people of interest you would like to hear more about. You can also suggest UK campsites which you feel may be unique and cottage manufacturers who would appreciate a little exposure to our wider audience. The Outdoor Station. Sharing the passion, appreciation and understanding for the outdoors world. Now, talking about materials, Nick Miles, Ross Mellows and Brian Bagley are all curious to know, and I know what the answer is, but I'm going to ask you anyway, um, when are you bringing it out in titanium? <laughs> when I can find a decent source of, of uh, titanium. And um, I'm, I'm testing a few pieces of titanium from different suppliers to see what the quality is like, and that's an ongoing process. But eventually, I'm hoping to develop titanium and introduce a wood burning insert as well. Oh, okay, that so sounds interesting. I, yeah, I, I will have the. I mean, it's the same as an esbit as well. Esbit tabs, wood burning, um, methylated spirits. Very, very similar to Trail Design's own stuff, but everybody will say I'm copying it. You see, so um, I think just think it's a natural progression. Uh, I think I think it's it's hard when you because because you know it's it, a lot of people will say use the word copying or ripping something off or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that's but it. but in the camping world, you know, a, a piece of material, a rectangular piece of material, is a tarp. And how many variations of a tarp can you have? And how many variations exactly. of a of a bag with two straps on it? And you know, a piece of material with a pole stuck in it. Um, you know, we all we all seek to achieve the right. Um, item through a, a variety of different processes when we get to the final result very much like this and you just say Captain Paranoia and, and um, other people as well yes yeah, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's 
obvious that people are going to call you, uh, um, you know, plagiar- plagiarism and uh, copying and all that. But like I said, a cone's a cone or a windshield's a windshield. And what you said, Bob, is it's true, you know. It's a shape. And uh, you utilise it as best you can. Mm. And this is my version of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, as uh, we've had a conversation before about the price of titanium, and I think that's going to be the thing that's going to shock people most of all. Um, if you, you manage to get hold of the right thickness and obviously achieve what you're aiming to do, I know from experience titanium is just so expensive. And, of course, with the current situation and everything, the ten- titanium coming in from the outside the UK, it's getting even more expensive. Yeah, oh, yes, they, they are. Um, that's why uh, finding a, a good enough source... Um, cost-effective is is a priority. I mean, I could I could get titanium at, at, at a silly price, but then I'd have to charge silly money for the product, and I don't think anybody would buy it. Yeah, yeah, it is always a problem. Always a problem. So, did this the success of of the range of stoves that you've got? Did it come as a bit of a surprise to you? No, not really, because I because. Um, they are going to be more accessible to UK or European um, um, purchasers and users. Uh, I, I, I thought it was inevitable that it's just going to carry on because it, the only, like I said, the only other place you're going to get them from is a, is the US. And did you so, uh, did you start it then with that in mind to start with these products and then develop into a range of other products? Well, I'm I'm keeping it simple because um, if I if I go further down the line, it's more stuff to handle and it's more stuff to make, and uh, I don't really want to go that far. Um, just to keep it how it is at the moment, and uh, I'm I'm not snowed under, but I'm I'm steady. Well, I think you've you probably hit the sweet spot, haven't you? You've, you managed to get out and, and about and still enjoy your activity outdoors as well as, um, you know, make something to keep people happy. Exactly, yes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a swing away from my uh, <coughs> my um, previous uh, employment. But um, it, I'm enjoying it. I enjoy making stuff anyway because it's uh, a satisfaction that when the you finish a product and think, mm, that's, that's nice. Um, I'll get a, get a buzz out of it. Yeah. Always nice. Well, what, what sort of started you off on actually making these themselves? Because, as you say, I mean, obviously they're, they're made overseas and in the States and stuff, or something similar anyway. Did your friends sort of say, oh, you made something for yourself, that sounds good, can, can I have one? Or did you actually go, right, I'm going to start in a big way and I'm going to do this properly and buy the equipment and all the rest of it? No, I, I started off with um, making making cones and, and uh, windshields. Uh, the cones specifically, I, I had a I, w- I was um, importing some stainless steel uh, mugs and pots and uh, selling those as a kit. The mug, the cone, and the stove as a kit, uh, and then uh, I, I made some for a few friends. And uh, they they thought they were good, so um, I thought, well, oh, it looks. I'll I'll put them on eBay and try them, and that's how it progressed from there. The eBay, and then uh, built up my own web- website, and um, 
where where we are at the moment. The rest is history, as they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now, I want to talk to you about your gin and tonic and drinking habit, really, because. I... <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, oh, it's not my habit. <laughs> oh, it's your wife, a... is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's a non-drinker. Um, I have other sources for that. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I like to keep them um, one product. So <laughs> I only advertise one product. I don't multi-advertise. I'm not into, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I have known um, different Heineken, especially when they make Heineken pots for boiling water out of the out of, um, American um, Heineken Heine pots, they call them. Really lightweight stuff for cones. Um, Heineken got it onto the uh, men who was onto trousers. Well, no, it wasn't trousers. It was somebody else. About the advert with their Heineken label, the the pots still had the Heineken bump on it, so um, they weren't too pleased with that and asked them to remove it from the from the photographs. So what, <laughs> what they did was was uh, send send it off, and that was it. Right. Okay. So they, you know, you could you could. Uh, you could get yourself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I must explain to listeners that what I was referring to was the little alcohol burner that you supply yes. with your stoves. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, it's a little, well, it looks like a tonic, a gin tonic um, can. Exactly, that's what it is. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, tonic water. Tonic water, that's the word I was looking for. And how much fuel do, do they take and how long do they burn for? The maximum... The maximum amount you put in one is 35 millilitres. And 30 millilitres, which is normal, um, will burn for 18 minutes. Okay. So an ounce of, an ounce of methylated spirits will burn for 18 minutes. The Outdoor Station is your one-stop shop for audio and video entertainment for the self-powered traveller. You can find us online on internet radio, on smartphones, on smart TVs, on YouTube, on Apple TV, on Now TV, and on Facebook. You can also stream us live via the iTunes app or TuneIn radio app. The list is continually expanding, and for full details of how to subscribe, download, or stream and enjoy our massive free library, please visit theoutdoorstation.co.uk. And no doubt you've done all the calculations, but if you've got something like, what would you test on? Do you test on half a litre of water or a litre of water? Um, 500 millilitres, well, two cups, which two. is 480 millilitres, <clears throat> depending on where, which side of the country you come from. Right. But two, two cups, which is, well, I, I um, personally, I 500 millilitres of water. Okay, and how long does it take to boil 500 mil? It depends where you are, Bob. <laughs> uh, in, in a controlled environment, about between eight and nine minutes. Right, okay. That's with no, no, no draft or no wind. Draft sometimes helps, and, and, and um, it, it reduces boil times. But then other times, the cold can reduce boil, uh, can... Uh, and, um, increase the time there, yeah. Increase, 
sorry, yeah, increasable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's understandable because obviously, when you're taking cold, fresh uh, spring water from from thawing snow, uh, it, yeah. it it can be a bit chilly to say the least. Now, do you advise exactly. do you advise people to warm up their their mess, their alcohol, or whatever they're using in their pocket and the stove first, so they can light it easier in cold conditions? I don't advise anything like that because I take it. Uh, I assume that people would would know that uh, the methylated spirit performs better when it's a bit warmer. Um, I, I usually take because it's in a pot, and uh, the the actual cylinder itself, the, the stove comes in, is leak proof and airtight. So you could take that in your sleeping bag with you, and uh, you've got an instant instant. Uh, power in the morning yeah no faffing about trying to light your stove and that it's just put your lighter on and boof it's it's away indeed yeah. indeed that's good now I, I notice you also do a simmering ring with the uh, with, the, with the stove yeah. yeah does that increase the the burn time it significantly does it depends what size the the, the uh, i do three sizes of simmering for three well for pots up to 100 millimeter uh, millimeters diameter in the base that's a size one size two size three so a hundred up to a hundred mil up to a a hundred and twenty and up to a hundred and forty five okay and uh yeah so size one a size one simmering for a hundred mil diameter pot will simmer for um it's, it's, uh, including the boil time that will st- that will still burn for uh, over an hour. Nice! Wow, that's impressive. So, say if say if you boil initially, in, say eight and a half minutes, and then wanted to simmer something, you'd still have forty five minutes left of simmer time on that same one fill, thirty milliliters of methylated spirits or or ethanol. <clears throat> Right, okay. And so you can pop the lid back on and uh, not lose that through evaporation. That's good, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And uh, it, would, it wouldn't boil. It's just simmer. It would be just under boiling. So what, what initially what you do, you, you douse your stove, uh, you douse your burner, introduce simmering, then relight it. Because if you just place a simmering on top, the actual burner is still warm. It's still quite hot. So the methylated spirits inside all the the uh, ethanol is still semi boiling, but not not. Uh, so everything cools down. We place your simmering on, relight it, and yeah, whatever's in your pot is still hot, and that will then continue to simmer for how long you want. Right. Okay. Now I know you also have on your website the reflective base plate as well. I do, yes. And and so, how does that? Well, I mean, it, it's obvious. It makes obvious sense, really. But I'm just curious, from your point of view, what features that adds apart from not not scorching the ground? That gives you a steady, level base to work off, without uh, the, the the cone or or the uh, pot hugger sinking into the ground. So, if you put if you put Let's say, for instance, you put a, a cone onto grass with just a piece of tin foil underneath, without covering the, the area of the base of the cone. 
that is going to sink further into the ground, therefore reducing the, the, uh, the distance between the top of your burner and the bottom of your pot, which is fairly crucial to keep a constant distance to optimise the fuel use. So that's why I, I uh, developed the, the base plate. Right. To give a nice, steady, stable platform and also to keep a constant distance between st uh, burner top and stove bo and uh, pan bottom. Okay. So if somebody wants the complete kit then, so they, they come to your website over on Storming Stove Systems and yep. they want, um, shall we say, a cone for an MSR Titan, because that's nice and easy, oh. the windshield... Uh, oh, they don't need the windshield. A base plate, simmering ring, and a stove. What's the all-in yes. all in price for them? Um, uh, I'm trying to work that out myself now. I don't even know. <laughs> okay. uh, you, could tell, you could tell me that probably, Bob. Okay, um, well, uh, I'm on the website at the moment. The cone is... Uh, the cones are coming up. Where are we? The cones, right, storming cones. Um... Prices, prices, 18, prices. Eight, eight, eighteen pounds with 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 the burner. Eighteen pounds with the burner, and then I think it's four pounds for the base plate. Is it? Yes, four pounds for the base plate, and, and two pounds fifty for, for the, the simmering. Rig. What a bargain! That sounds. And then the po obviously the co postage is included, but yeah. they get the postage refunded on everything except for the the cone and the and the, and, the, and the burner. Right. Okay. And I, I, what I like about your base plate, because obviously it's a nice um, swivel system coming from off, yeah. off a corner there, is that yeah. in actual fact your base plates fit inside the pots as well. Everything sits inside the pot, doesn't it? They can if if the pot is wide enough. And I never designed it to fit inside the pot, but after a certain up to a certain diameter, after a certain diameter, they will. Right. But they will fit in. Um, uh, end on. Yes, yes. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's and, how I've, that's how I fitted it in the one I took a picture of, actually. Okay. Did you still manage to get the stove in as well? Oh, no, the burner yeah, in as yeah, well? yeah, no. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, excellent. But I, I, I wouldn't. I never advise them to uh, put a base plate in because, it, for one thing, it could contaminate whatever uh, you know, whatever you've been sitting on. You don't know what what the, what the base plate's been sitting on unless you give a good wash down. So that, that's why I don't uh, advocate putting it in the pot. A oh, good idea. So, uh, so you know, off the top of your head, roughly, how, how many of these have you sold now since you've been starting to to make them commercially? Five hundred. Oh wow! Possibly. Yeah, and yeah. and it all sort of into UK or spread across Europe? No, no, uh, European uh, and uh, US, but. Not so many in the US. And and what sort of feedback have you had? What, have you had any stories or any uh, sort of uh, extreme conditions they've been used in that you've you've sort of thought, wow, it really worked well? No, not really. No, people don't really um, give me that sort of feedback, Bob. I've got no. Uh, I, I suppose I could introduce a page on my on my on my website to uh, have feedback and people's opinions I think but I haven't got around to that I think that might be a good idea certainly some of the comments that have been sent to me and also the people that joined the newsletter that wanted me to interview and find out more about the products um, I think you'd have quite a good fan page going on there that might be worthwhile doing uh, yeah 
Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's one one option. But um, I, I know it's a good product because um, I, I tried it myself before I put it on the market. So uh, it's it's uh, <laughs> everything everything there you see has been tested. Absolutely. It's not just it's not just thrown out there and sort of taking a chance, you know, on a wing yeah. and a prayer. Yeah. So it's 2017 then, and we're sort of coming to the end of our, our, our chat. You said yeah. about the developing a uh, wood burning or esbit accessory to to go with these. Is that something? Yes. Is that something we'll see this year? Uh, the esbit burner is quite simple, really. It would be based on the, on the um, um, the tonic water can. That would be the burning the burner tray. It would be cut down to about a 10 millimeter, I suppose. I've tried. I have tried a few experiments with it. Uh, the esbit burns very well in there because it burns everything, and because it's in a dished area, you don't get all that gunk and mess um, dropping on your base plate or whatever, and it doesn't really uh, affect the bottom of your pot that much. If you then again, burner, um, burner to pot bottom is, is crucial on any fuel, esbit um, um, included, because uh, because of the makeup of it, it it does leave a residue. But in the burner that I'm, I've tried, um, it just leaves a, a like a, a small amount of ash, in, in, and that's that's it. Um, it's so simple. <laughs> uh, I don't know why people haven't done it. <laughs> and what, but what about the wood burning side? Because that must be a lot well, the harder wood, to think yeah, about. But the wood burner will only be if I can get the titanium. Right. And uh, uh, the, it's a, that's a, it's a, it's just an inverted cone inside a cone. It's an upside down cone inside another cone. So right. that that is that, and then and a little grate to raise it off the ground to give it the uh, oxygen to get it underneath the the flame and uh, give you a wood burning option. Yeah, I suppose the danger of of um, developing these sort of accessories is all of a sudden you've got lots of little bits, haven't you? That you've got to yes. make sure you don't yes. lose because if you lose one bit, then the whole lot doesn't quite work effectively. Yeah, the thing is, Bob, everything would still fit in the pot. Right. I would. I wouldn't want. I uh, personally, I wouldn't use a wood burning option because that's not. That's more of a, a, a bushcrafty stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not what I'm aiming for. It's not the people I'm aiming at. The people I'm aiming at is, is a, a lightweight backpacker. And yeah, don't forget the cycle tourers as well. They'd be equally well, interesting. Well, yeah, in this. and cycle tourer. I mean, no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not against having fires um, appropriately contained, but um, it's not. It's not. A, <laughs> it's not a British thing, is it? Except, like I said, for um, uh, bushcrafters and stuff like that, they make their own fire pits and whatever. So um, it, it's not aimed. Particularly, particularly at, um, at backpackers, but the option would be there if they wanted to buy it. Rushing. 
Well, uh, I suppose final thing, uh, Norman, is uh, is there any message you'd like to give to your to your current customers? Yeah, just keep just keep boiling away. <laughs> Keep using it and wear them out quick because I need to sell some more. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Keep buying the stove systems from Norman, a UK cottage manufacturer with complete cook systems for as little as £18. You won't get anything that good, that light or for that price on AliExpress, I can tell you. My thanks to Norman, of course, for joining in and telling us more, and to our executive producer, Roman Ackle, for his support. Well, the weather is looking hopeful here in the UK. The snowdrops are starting to burst forth, and the bluebells are pushing their way through. So it's time for a springtime backpacking trip, I reckon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To hear or see more from our extensive free library, please visit theoutdoorstation.co.uk.